Podcasting from the J&K Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. And uh, it has been a fun first half of Cincinnati Reds baseball. It's finally awesome to say that they're over 500 at the all-star break. Absolutely. You know, know, this team reminds me a lot of the 2010 team. I think I've talked about that before. Uh, A lot of fans ready to jump ship early on, but uh, uh, there's just been something about this team that kind of fits that mold and um, uh, of that uh, not expected to do anything, but we're going to do it anyway. Spirit that that 2010 Reds team had. A little bit of difference, though, is that this team has some big money contracts. That team really didn't. No, no. That team was like, kind of like the 90 team. The 1990 team didn't have a whole lot of uh, big money players, but they had the talent and they had the teamwork. Right. So uh, we'll get into that tonight. We're going to look at the st- where they're at in the standings. Uh, we're going to look at the Reds All-Stars uh, and much, much uh much, much more on this show. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll be talking a lot about Nick Castellanos, uh, Jesse Winker, Joey Votto, and, and uh, a surprise, I think, the, this season is uh, has been Wade Miley. We'll get into all of that uh, after this. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-473-7104. 800-473-7104. That's 800-473-7104. And we are back. Uh, the Reds, not in first place going into the All-Star break, but in a very, very uh, reachable second place, uh, having taken three or four from the Brewers going into the All-Star break and facing them for three games uh, this coming weekend at Great American Ballpark. Big, big series this past weekend, big series this coming weekend. It's all on the line. This is the best time to be a Reds fan and have everybody healthy, which we don't, but we will. Absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, as we get into the show, uh, we're going to look at the standings in the National League Central. Uh, Milwaukee is in first place, has a four-game lead over the Reds. Milwaukee's fifty-three and thirty-nine. Uh, the Reds are forty-eight and forty-two, and uh, those two are the only teams in the Central with winning uh, records right now: the Cubs and Cardinals both at 44 and 46 and uh, no surprise other than that. Maybe they've won more games than we thought uh, Pittsburgh at 34 and 56. I, I thought Pittsburgh would win 40 games all year. Right. It's more like the Arizona diamondbacks are going to win 40 games all year. Right. I mean, so we look at the wild card standings in the, uh, in the national league and uh, reds right in it as well. Uh, they are, three and a half games back of the San Diego Padres who are 53 and 40. Uh, the Dodgers in as a wild card right now, 56 and 35. Of course, they've had a lot of controversy with Trevor Bauer. Thank goodness. Castellini did not spend that money on Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer episode coming soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mets are leading the East 47 and 40, and the San Francisco Giants, probably some of the surprise team of the year, 57 and 32. Um, who's the manager of the uh, of the Giants? Is it uh, it's a guy that didn't do well in Philadelphia, isn't it? Um, I believe so. I don't pay much attention to the Giants. Cap, yeah, sure. so I, 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 yeah, I think he's going to end up getting manager of the year, though. I, I do think uh, David Bell uh, should be in the in the talks, especially if the Reds keep playing the way they have. Uh, I mean, because you've had a lot of injuries on this team. You've had a very suspect bullpen from uh, starting from the the uh, offseason when there was no closer. Amir Garrett, Lucas Sims, your top contenders, Michael Lorenzen, all injured in spring training, uh, getting a late start. Uh, I think that's hurt uh, both Amir and Lucas Sims. Of course, Michael Lorenzen uh, in AAA now doing uh, rehab assignments. So uh, it, it's been a uh, challenging year, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, you're talking about the rehab guys. I mean, there's there's, there's about, what, two, three pitchers that are rehabbing right now. Um we could have them back this weekend or maybe the weekend following, but that's going to be a big boost for the bullpen. Absolutely. Of course, uh, you're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks, 26 and 66. Wow. It's just too bad they don't fire managers midseason anymore. No, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, guy, so- that guy had been gone a long time ago. So uh, some of the uh, highlights of the Reds didn't play well against the National League West at all, only winning 10 games against that that division. Very good in the Central Division. Uh, against the Cubs, they are 6-3. and three. Against Milwaukee, 8-5. and five. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're 5-1, and one, which is good because that means they have a lot more games left against the Pirates. Yeah, I believe we finished the season against the Pirates. Uh, we do. And then St. Louis, uh, they're 6-4. and four. So, I mean, they're dominating the division. Uh, Like I said, the only teams that have really uh, done well against the Reds, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Reds are one and five against the Diamondbacks. I can't understand that one. That one puzzles me. The San Diego Padres, the Reds are one and six. San Francisco Giants, one and six. Uh, everybody else, the Reds either have tied or have a winning record against Colorado. They're five and two. Well, Colorado's not very good either. Not at all. But, uh, when Dusty Baker was here, he always said his goal was to win 15 games a month. And the Reds have started to do that. They were 12 uh, wins in April, 12 wins in May, 15 wins in June. And in July, uh, they had nine wins. They had nine wins in June. You can't tell. Where, where they're sitting right now, you can't tell they only had nine wins in July. But I mean, we're only midway through July. Right, right. They're nine and two in July. I should, I should have added oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, nine and two. <laughs> nine and two right now in July, and you're at the All-Star break. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, some other ones. Uh, the one-run games, which is kind of one of the ways I judge managers, is uh, the Reds are 16 and 10. Uh, they've had... A total of four walk-off wins, only three walk-off losses, which with this bullpen is kind of seems seems low. Yeah. Uh, they've been shut out uh, eight times, so when they've lost, it's been very anemic from the uh, 
from the from the offense, but uh, they've shut out the opponent five times. Uh, extra inning games. Uh, they are eight and three with the uh, runner on second. That's insane. They're yeah. the best team. In, they're the best team in, in extra innings. And I don't know how they've only had one seven inning game, but uh, they're one and zero in seven inning games. Well, wait, wasn't that that? Uh... Was there a doubleheader in there somewhere? I don't you know. know, that might have been the game. I don't remember how they It was Maybe that was that split doubleheader they did with, with the suspended game. Maybe they played one of those games as a seven-inning game, which made no sense. So, Was the Philly makeup game, was that a seven-inning game? No, no, no. That was a full game. Huh. Uh, I lost somewhere in there. I don't know. They, they, it all gets mixed together. It all gets mixed together. When, yeah, yeah hopefully, time, we get rid, hopefully we get rid of seven-inning games uh, next year. I am too, man. So that's kind of a look at the standings. Uh, We'll be back and we'll talk about the Reds All-Stars. I know your family's important to you and you'd protect them at all costs. Do you know it might not cost as much as you think? Term life insurance will help protect your family from the potential burden of loans. EverQuote is here to make things easy for you to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. so you can better understand your needs and so they can help you find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648. To speak to EverQuote today. All right, we're back, and the Reds have uh, two All-Stars this year, Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker, both well-deserved, and both are starters, which is really cool. It's been a long time since the Reds have had multiple starters on a an All-Star team. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's been, what, seven years or something like that? Right, yeah. That's a long time, and and these guys here deserve it. What a what a first half they've had, right? I mean, the All Star voting was weird how they did it this year with the like qualifying rounds, and and then you got to eliminate it or down to like three or four players. Uh, not sure I like that. I, I guess it keeps teams from stuffing the ballot box, so you get more representation. Uh, so maybe that helped uh, Nick and uh, Jesse. Uh, make the team this year of course you know when you're leading the stats a lot of people that don't if the, you know if you have a player on your team that you can't vote for uh because you, you do want to have a little bit of integrity on your all-star ballots yeah. uh usually you look at batting average and home runs to make your decision so both of those guys uh either leading or near the top of the uh batting average race for most of the season jesse winkers hit kind of a slump uh, heading into the all-star break uh, but you know, during the voting, they, those were the one and two guys for a lot of the season. Can you, can you imagine if Eugenio Suarez was his batting average was, was so par where it should be? Oh yeah. Of the power he's had right now, man, he would be an all-star. Right. He would be uh, number three. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool seeing, uh, those guys get, uh, their due props and it's gonna be fun watching them in the all-star game. Jesse Winker did turn down the home run derby, uh, invite which you know after watching some of the early rounds uh tonight as we're recording this uh that would have been fun to watch too but uh i i don't really i don't know if it really messes up the guy's swings or not but uh i kind of glad he didn't uh participate because we did see that a little bit of fall off with uh adam duvall we saw that with todd frazier whether or not it was the home run derby or just you know the extra work and energy that goes into it uh uh, messing with the swing and, and the muscle memory. So 
Uh, hopefully he's out there drinking a beer and watching the show. Uh, believe me, I'd rather have Winker than what Gallo did. Joey Gallo was awful. <laughs> and he was favored. A lot of people put money on him. Yeah, I mean, the, the coach was throwing to him wasn't throwing anything near the plate. It was everything was in, and he was jamming him with the, with the pitches. It was it was awful. Right. So maybe it's uh, not his fault. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, a lot of players uh, bowed out of the All Star game, which kind of leads to like, are there any Reds players you feel were snubbed? I kind of feel that Tucker Barnhart should have been over Yadier Molina, not just because I'm a Reds fan, but uh, I mean Yadi, his stats aren't All Star caliber this year. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think Jonathan India should have got some consideration. He's had a pretty good first half in his rookie season. Right. Maybe not a whole lot of often not with home runs wise, but he's, he's, his defense is really great. Uh, he's, he's, he's leading off. I mean, I don't know what his average is leading off right now, but it's really good. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going by that, uh, just by name f- uh, factor alone, then Joey Votto should have been an all-star. Well, I think because of the injury took him down or COVID took him down. Right, right. I, I guess you got the cat. Well, you got the cat. Well, you, I guess, you know, if a catcher kind of drops out of the all-star game, you can't really put Joey Votto in uh, yeah. to replace him. So, but I mean, there were far more uh, capable catchers when Buster Posey uh, w- was unable to play uh, for whatever reason. Uh, they're his. And, uh, you know, you have. You have Tucker Barnhart, uh, I mean, Tyler Stevenson, both of those have great stats. Tucker Barnhart, a gold glover from last year. Uh, so uh, baseball went with Yachty. I guess Yachty's the known commodity, so they're they're going to go uh, with that one. But uh, I, I do think uh, there were other catchers, not just Reds catchers, uh, that are performing better as an all-star uh, than Yachty. Wow. You have to go with Old Man River at some point. I guess he's he's the name, <laughs> the tattoo and the name. I guess is what they want to go with. Right. But did, so, he, didn't he didn't he turn down the invite though? I have no idea. I, I didn't keep up with it, so I, I thought he. he I, I heard he declined because they, it was supposedly in Atlanta and whatever the whole thing with the uh, Atlanta I don't, people. I don't want to get into that. I don't either. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know enough about it to uh, talk intelligently, so I'm not even, even going to pretend to. Uh, who, who's your first half MVP? I, I think this one's probably every Reds fan's going to say the same thing. Uh, it's got to be Nick Castellanos. I was going to say, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I think he's probably in, in should be in consideration for the uh, National League MVP for the first half if they had such an award. And uh, just just how he's uh, played so far this year, uh, you you got to give it to Nick. Now, if you look at American League, you know Shohei Otani is going to be at the top of that list. Oh, absolutely! What a big season uh, he's having. Who's your Reds pitcher first half of the year? I'm going with Wade Miley. Um, I think the no hitter helps Wade Miley, and he's been real consistent. His ERA is really in, in a good spot, and he's got what seven wins. Right. Uh, yeah, I think Wade Miley would be the guy right now. Right, yeah, Wade Miley, uh, you know, Sonny Gray's had injuries uh, throughout the season. Uh, Luis Castillo did not really get to a very good start at all. Uh, Wade Miley's been consistent, only had a couple bad starts, and, uh, you know, I I think he could have been considered for the All-Star game, too, as we're talking about uh, players that got snubbed. Well, it's too bad we can't vote on the pitchers. Oh, I know. But I think the players now vote for a lot of pitchers, which is how Rollins Chapman became an all-star. 
Well, the Yankee fans hate him now. Oh, I know. They want him out in New York, but nobody wants him now. No, <laughs> that's how baseball goes. Yeah. Sadly, because we like Chapman here for many years. Yeah, Chapman was Chapman was probably the last uh, like superstar closer for the Reds. Yeah, yeah, just because he threw 105 miles an hour. Oh, but he, I mean, he was dominating. The thing is with uh, Chapman, you know, the sticky tack um, or foreign substances uh, that I think had a lot to do uh, with some of his recent decline. But his uh, fastball, uh, just on some John Boy uh, videos I've seen from New York, was topping about 98, 99, which uh, is good, but it's not that 104, 103, 102 that he would uh, consistently uh, give, as we've talked about on prior episodes. I think it's the Rick Vaughn syndrome. You know, you reach back a fastball and it's just not there. <laughs> major, little major league humor. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, Luis Castillo, first half, 4.65. Wayne Miley, a 2 points, uh, I'm sorry, a 3.8 ERA. I mean, that's not bad at all. No, Tyler Malley, though, uh, 3.68. Uh, Sonny Gray has a 3.19 ERA, but uh, he's been injured most of the year. Uh, hasn't got the run support. Uh, Wade Miley seven and four on the season. Uh, of course, you had the uh, no hitter, uh, ninety six innings pitched. Him and uh, Tyler Malley uh, definitely earning their keep this year. They're your two aces. Um, considering they weren't considered to be aces, there was going to be Gray and Castillo. We're going to be the two top guys. Right, and then if you look at the bullpen, <laughs> yeah. don't know who you'd even go with in this one. Nobody, <laughs> not one. Yeah, you have Man, Brad, Brad, Brad Brock had a pretty good run there for a little bit. Right. So you have, you know, who has the best DRA probably in the bullpen out of the main guys. It's not Garrett. Uh, notwithstanding uh, TJ Antone, who's uh, injured. Uh, I don't know. I didn't look up the stats. Yeah. Well, you know, you have, you, you have the newer guys like Art Warren and uh, Josh. Uh, is it Osage? I mean, he has a point a .87 ERA, but he's only been in uh, 12 games. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, very small uh, sample size there. Of course, you could always make the joke, Mike Freeman. and <laughs> Mike Freeman, Alex Blandino, yeah. Well, Blandino now has a 9.82 ERA after he gave up the Grand Slam. Well, he sucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. like Blandino, sorry. Sean Doolittle. Really? Uh, his ERA is now down to 4.11. 3-0 record. Uh, you know, early on, it seemed like every high uh, leverage situation, though, he'd always give up a run, kind of like Amir Garrett. Uh, Amir's ERA is now down to 6.51. Uh, Heath Hembry, 4.8. Uh, Lucas Sam, who's 5.02. <laughs> uh, Ryan Hendricks, who was looking good for a while. That's why I said you can't really go by... Art Warren and Josh Osage just yet because they've had such a small sample size. Uh, Hendricks now at a uh, 5.33 ERA. So hopefully Antone comes back. Michael Lorenzen comes back. And uh, hopefully the Reds can actually add somebody uh, to the mix. You, you would you would think that would be the case. You got to look at the guys that ERAs are inflated. Right. You got to do something there. Yep. And we'll talk about the trade deadline next.
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer now. 800 706 7063. 800 706 7063. That's 800 706 7063. Offers require credit qualification, 24 month commitment, early termination fee, and e auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. All right, Reds are in second place, and Reds are going to be buyers. There's no question. I'm calling it. The Reds are going to be buyers. Uh, Nick Crawls are pretty much already guaranteed it. Uh, If they can find something uh, that will help the team, they're going to do it. So get all that question out of of the way. Uh, They're going to be buyers. But uh, who are they going to buy? Who is selling? That's kind of the big thing. Uh, over the weekend, uh, one of my friends was down in Louisville in the scout section down there, uh, saw scouts from the Rangers, uh, the Diamondbacks, the Cardinals, uh, looks like they're going to be sellers. I don't know if they would sell to the Reds or not. Doubt it. (laughs) Or, or, you know, vice versa Would the Reds want to trade prospects, uh, to, uh, inside the league or inside the division. I mean, it's been done before. It'll be done again. True. I mean, we did trade uh, Travis Wood to the Card or to the Cubs uh, in the past. That's true. There have been, been plenty of trades within the division. I mean, it, it it'll happen, but is it going to happen? That's the question. I I think it's going to happen. Uh, biggest question is, you know, we are talking about the wild card and some of the teams that are obvious buyers, the Diamondbacks. Every player is available. But do any of those teams have any of the teams that are completely out of it that are going to be for sure sellers? Do they have closers, legitimate closers? Because I I know some Reds were like, can they get a middle relief guy? I I think I don't really think the Reds need middle relief when you have Michael Lorenzen coming back, TJ Antone coming back. I think they need a bona fide, experienced closer, especially if they're going to be looking into the postseason. Yeah, I mean. if you even look at the teams that are out of it right now, the Pirates, we mentioned earlier, the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. They got Pirates. nobody. <laughs> they, have, they don't have anybody. I mean, uh, look, at it, a team, you look at a team that are even 500. Like Kansas City Royals are close. Well, I don't know where they are, but they've yeah. got some quality. they got some quality relievers. I don't know about closers, but they got quality relievers. Right. Uh, Texas, uh, the Rangers, 35 and 55. I don't know enough about the American League. Uh, Kansas City, 36 and 53, which is kind of crazy because the first part of June, they were right around 500. Yeah, they got off to a great start and just fell right off the map. Uh, Minnesota, 39 and 50. Uh, I mean, you might be able to get something from Minnesota. Uh, the Tigers, 40 and 51, but they've been rebuilding for a while. So uh, uh, the Angels are going to be an interesting team. They're always an interesting team. They should be much better every single year than they ever are because they don't make the playoffs. They have the best players in baseball. And, and they continue to fail. Yeah, I, I can't figure out what their problem is this year. I well, for I mean, a while, for a while Trout, I wasn't hitting, and now I mean, Mike Trout's pitching. been Mike Trout's been hurt, so I mean that's going to hurt a little bit. But Otani is just d- destroying it on both sides of the ball. Uh, but they're forty-five and forty-four. Yeah, I, I mean, without Trout, I mean they they pretty much decided to give up. I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, the the Yankees back above 500, only four and a half games out of the wild card. So it was kind of looking like they might be sellers at one point, but I, I think now they're going to be buyers. 
or or at least stay the stay the path they're on. Uh, I, I mean, think this knows. is and this is one of the reasons why when people were a few weeks ago like the Reds aren't going to do anything. Reds don't. Why aren't the Reds doing anything? You kind of got to wait until the All Star break just to see who's going to be selling and what's going to be available. I mean, you could trade a top prospect a few weeks ago and uh, not get as much in return as you could now. That's true. That's true. I mean, but I mean, right now, uh, the Yankees, they don't know if they want to sell or buy. Do we want anybody from the Yankees? We need pitching. Right. Well, in the National League, teams with losing records, and this is kind of crazy. Uh, the Reds, of course, are six games above 500. Just below them, Philadelphia is at an even 500. See, and then after that, everybody's losing. Are the 500 teams going to be sellers or buyers? That's the question. Uh, it's hard. I think it all depends on where they're at. I think Philadelphia is not going to be selling. I don't think Atlanta at 44 and 45 is going to be selling. I do think the Cubs and Cardinals are going to be sellers at 44 and 46. And, you know, the Cubs have been uh, very high payroll the last couple of years. They were kind of going into the offseason as sellers. They didn't really add much in the offseason. Kind of the same with the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, they never go full full uh, sell, fire sell type teams. I don't think the Cubs or the – the Cubs might be because it seems like uh, – you know, they got a new GM, uh, the owner, they really got, they really lost a lot of money last year altogether from the, uh, pandemic. They're adding betting windows at some point into Wrigley, Wrigley, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think the Cubs and I think the Cardinals will be, I think the Cardinals will be kind of limited sales. They're not going to trade Goldschmidt or, uh, any big player like that, but I, I could see them play, uh, trading off some of the, Middle salary guys. I don't know if any of the fits, any of those guys would fit for the Reds. Uh, Washington Nationals is kind of surprising that they're forty-two and forty-seven. Could see some trades uh, there. I think they could go into the sell route. And then you got I mean, the all obvious. the teams you all the well, all the teams you mentioned before before uh-huh. finish that. The Cubs, the Cubs have all they have all this talent and they're all available. I've right. heard that or said that it's in a baseball tonight tonight that the Cubs. Are, are everybody's available so chris bryant have, rizzo don't they have craig kimbrell on that team or am i thinking it's a different team yeah he's there uh that would be one guy i would go out and get if i if, if i was the if i were the reds i would trade suarez straight up for him i don't i don't care <laughs> you're not that's the thing you're not <laughs> none of the players on the major league roster whether it's uh shogo or anyone else is probably going to be part of a of a major league trade because the teams that are selling, they're not looking to add. They're looking to subtract and go, uh, go to low payroll. I mean, who would you give up to, to get Kimbrell though? Uh, that's, that's the thing. I don't know the Reds Meyer league system that well. I know the Reds, I know, uh, the Rangers were looking at about five players on the, uh, Louisville bats team, uh, not including, I'm sure they were looking at uh, Hunter green, but, uh, he's not available. The Reds aren't going to okay. trade him, nope. but, He's ours, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I, outside of a few players and including Hunter Green, I would trade about anyone if, if you think it's going to end up uh, with a long postseason run. Uh, a World Series championship is never guaranteed, no matter how stacked you are. The Reds, nineteen ninety team, proved that against the uh, allegedly unbeatable Oakland A's. Unbeatable. Ah. 
Uh, you know, of course, we didn't talk about this yet. Uh, one of the rumors and innuendo going on the internet, Trevor's story to the Reds. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I know he uh, just killed the ball tonight in the uh, home run derby. He had a 520-foot home run. But again, hey, Nick Kroll. It, it, it's, <laughs> but yeah, he's not going to do that in, in Great American Ballpark. But <laughs> You never know. Adam but, Dunn did but, it. Well, yeah, but uh, that's Adam Dunn. He, he's the originator of today's <laughs> game. Strikeout, walk, home run. Yeah, Occasionally Suarez, a double, though. Suarez, Suarez is mocked him now. Oh, he, he's he's taking it to another copy. level. Carbon copying him. Well, you know, uh, well, not really, because uh, Suarez doesn't walk. He just hits a home run, strikes out. Double play. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting what the Reds do at the trade deadline. I do think they're gonna buy. You never know who it's gonna be. You'll hear see all these trade rumors leading up to it. Ninety percent of them are made up by uh, sports writers or people feeding the sports writers bad information on purpose. I'm sure uh, old leather pants did that a few times. I heard the Mets were looking to, to get rid of Dylan Patances. Uh, no idea. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Now Hal McCoy wrote today uh, in his article for the Dayton daily news that he didn't think a lot of teams are going to be giving up uh, relief pitching. So he said he would be surprised if the reds didn't land a uh, reliever. I think they're going to. I'm going to be optimistic. I don't know if it's going to be Craig Kimbrell or not. I don't know if it's even going to be a bona fide starter. I mean, a bona fide uh, closer. But uh, I, I do think they're going to land some pitching. I do think they're going to hopefully not add another outfielder. Uh, please, no. <laughs> we don't need 20 outfielders. Though. I mean, there could be some interesting trades because the Reds do have a surplus of major league outfielders. So maybe Aquino. Could be maybe Shogo. Shogo has that high salary though, and, and I think he's kind of the Reds' insurance policy in case uh, Nick Castellanos opts out after this season. So I know nobody wants it to happen, uh, but I mean that's always a possibility. So I'd rather them uh, hopefully try to find Shogo a home in the off season if, if they do sign Castellanos long term. Uh, of course, Jesse Winker's uh, hitting uh, free agency uh, soon too, so Shogo's kind of the long term outfield plan. Uh, but eventually they're going to have to trade somebody in that outfield. Uh, it's, it's the most crowded outfield since the Reds had Jose Guillen in the early 2000s. I would trade Naquin and Mark Payton. Uh, I forgot throw, about Mark as Payton. Throw as a throw-in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll get more into the trades as they happen. We're not big on trade uh, rumors and tr fake trades because – yeah, I mean, you can make it. I mean, I, I could trade. I would trade half the team for for Otani right now, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think the Angels is going to hold on to him forever. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the second half predictions. Uh, where do you think the Reds are going to end up? Uh, I think they're going to win this division when healthy. When everybody's healthy, we win in this division. I don't I see the Brewers. So I don't see the Brewers holding on to it. Uh, this see this series coming up reminds me a lot of the 2010. Uh, first series back after the all-star break uh, that game that series they played the Colorado Rockies the first game was absolutely electric at Great American Ballpark MC Hammer did a pre-game and post-game fireworks show it must have been the pants it was it was awesome and there was fireworks Hammer was uh, was playing the hits he didn't try to do anything new uh, like, like some artists do that are 
kind of in the uh, classic hits or uh, you know van, uh, nostalgia artists. They he went he went straight to the hits and uh, put on a great show. Reds won a very very close one. Pretty sure it was against the Rockies. Uh, Arthur Rhodes came in and absolutely shut down a uh, bases loaded no out situation uh, that uh, won the game for the Reds and they went on of course uh, to win the division that year uh, a lot of fireworks uh, that year between the Reds and Cardinals maybe this year Reds and Brewers as the Brewers come into town and uh, you know the Josh Hader <laughs> getting beat two times in a row uh, had a maybe a purposeful pitch into uh Suarez yesterday Suarez thought about charging the mound but uh, thankfully didn't and uh, because he would have been the one suspended not the guy that threw the pitch we've, we've already seen this story with the Reds yeah yeah if you watch the replay of that pitch it looks uh -huh. like it's on purpose oh absolutely and uh, but you know the Reds got the final laugh they got the series win three games to one coming in within four games of the of the Brewers this series they have a chance to go into uh or leave uh the series only one game back and uh, great American ballpark should be rocking go to reds.com get your tickets they're not a sponsor just fill the damn stadium yeah sell this game out sell the series out cheer on the Reds to sweep the Brewers because it's going to be huge yeah another prediction I have Joey Votto will be back. And I, and I think uh, there's something very interesting when you look at the stats. What's that? So, you know, people have been saying, oh, Joey Votto's hit the decline years. And it never made sense to me because in 2017, he should have been the MVP. And, yeah. you know. I, can't, granted, I still can't believe Stanton won that. And, and then all of a sudden in 2018, especially second half where Votto usually goes up, his numbers started going down. 2019 i was blaming a little bit on david bell i, I i'm not i'm kind of taking that back now uh 2020 you can't really 2020 no matter what you do in life or what happened to you last year you get a pass that was the COVID season that was the COVID year yeah you can't, you can't look back in 2020 for for anything no <laughs> it was a weird year no, when you're in a sixty game, when you're a sixty game season, your number, everybody's numbers were down. Everybody, right? But you know, starting this year, Votto's numbers still down. Through June twentieth, Votto hit two thirty five, three twenty five, four thirty six. Wow. Not Joey Votto numbers. No. June twenty first, something happened in Major League Baseball. They started cracking down on every foreign substance, and especially. Uh, sticky tack. Trevor Bauer. I, I, I really think. <laughs> Although we're playing word association, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I really think uh, pitchers after he got that MVP in 2017 and start, uh, I know Trevor Bauer, uh, for good or bad, did come up out around that time and say that pitchers were starting to use this more and more back in 2018. And I think when P when players started seeing it as working, I think they started using it against the top guys first, because you know why would you uh, why would you bother for a guy that's hitting 180, uh, taking a chance on getting caught in, in case the umpire because the umpire could always throw you out for sticky substances. They just didn't look, 
And the umpires uh, need to throw each other out. Yeah, but anyway, since they started cracking down, here's Joey Votto's numbers. 304, 392, 522 with three home runs. That's awful. 914 OPS for Votto since they started cracking down on the pitchers cheating. So I don't think his decline had anything to do with his stance. I don't think it had anything to do with his age. I mean, a little bit. I mean, he was hitting 314, 324. He's hitting 304 in this very limited 20-game uh, sample. But, I mean, I, I know it's correlation, but it's it's kind of uh, kind of telling to me that uh, you had such a drastic such a drastic uh, difference once the uh, illegal substances were no longer being used uh, for the most part. I'm sure there's some guys out there still trying to sneak it in. No doubt. E- even though baseball said they're going to be uh, long suspensions uh, if you get caught. So I think it's cracked down on it. Votto's only had like four or five uh, games since then where he hasn't had at least one hit. So yeah. I know I know part of it's just a hot streak, but the the big difference he has not been a three hundred four a three hundred hitter since two thousand eighteen, and I, I think the I think the pitchers have been going out against him. I mean, look at Christian Yelich he he hits for the world uh, in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen MVP player twenty twenty COVID season, but uh, he hasn't done much this year either. Uh, I haven't looked at his stats since the, the crackdown. I know hitting is up uh, exponentially across the league since they uh, cracked down on it. So I really think pitchers, they weren't uh, outsmarting Votto. They weren't even outpowering Votto, as he uh, said in a uh, radio interview during his uh, time on the on the uh, injured list. I really think they were cheating him. I don't, Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything they were cheating him. So... Uh, uh, it, it's sad that it came to that. I, I mean, pitchers have always used something. Uh, the sunscreen rosin probably didn't give them as much of an advantage as uh, the sticky tack stuff. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it got ridiculous. Uh, hitting Baseball's gotten boring. Uh, the sticky tack uh, was part of it. The anal- overuse of analytics is probably another part of it. Uh, but uh, you don't want to see play- the best players in the game uh, you know, have one good year, and then after that, uh, because the pitchers are cheating, not out, not outperforming them, uh, it, it's not good for the game. You can't build uh, stars. I mean, if they started doing that to Nick Castellanos, or started doing it to uh, Otani, uh, you know, it, it's not gonna. You you can't have a game if you don't have uh, if you don't have star players and don't have action. I think I read something like, yeah, balls put in action now is like once every four minutes. Well, speaking of, of Otani, he just got eliminated. Oh, so <laughs> you know that, it's gonna it's gonna be Trevor's story. It's gonna be the hometown guy. It's just gonna be like in 2015. I don't know. I think Pete Alonso's looking pretty strong in this thing, so I'd wait and see. Yeah. Well, that kind of wraps up this show. Next week, we're gonna look back. I thought we did it last year, but I can't find the episode in the archive, so we'll do it again. Maybe we talked about doing it and just never did. We're going to take a look back at the 2015 All-Star Game breakdown. Uh, we're going to look down, look at the uh, Home Run Derby. We'll look at the uh, Fan Fest leading up, the Celebrity Softball Game, 
all the fun uh, that was the 2015 Reds All-Star Game. And if you walk across the Taylor Southgate Bridge from uh, Newport on the Levee, the green paint that they painted across the city uh, so you could find your way to the convention center, it's still there. Well, I, hey, you, you were you were at that celebrity softball. So was I. We were there, awesome. not not together, but we were there, and it was a great <laughs> time. What a, what a fun day that was. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Until then, go Reds. Go Reds. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs>